0: I've been yeah. This is Black Country Blokes for me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cadman and Barbara Ben, Ben Taylor. Now, I've known Ben for a very long time. Whenever I need a bit of advice or picking up, I always go to this man. And we've been talking over the weeks about, in schools, how whatever I pick in life, as soon as I leave school, I'm going to be an electrician, I'm going to be a boxing instructor, and how much bollocks that is. And this man is a prime example. He's gone from job to job and he's mastered everything. And now he's managed to set up his own barbers, R and L Gentlemen's Barbers on the Wallers. So Ben, just tell us a little bit about all your journeys and different
1: professions, and just a little bit about you. Well, first I ain't mastered none of them just yet. <laughs> yeah, <that's it>. uh, <laughs> I
2: was trying to sell you up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've done a number of things. Like you say, when you're young and you leave school and you got, you know, well at 18, you know how the world works, do you? You've already mastered it. You know what I mean? I know what i'm doing and then by the time you're 22 you realize you're on the bounce of your are a clue yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean um but yeah i've done a number of things like you know as well as uh working in factories foundries gyms sweeping the floor cleaning the showers you know i went met some lovely blokes some irish boys from the gyms pestered the life out of them because i seen them in the fancy cars in the nice suits i was about Seventeen at the time so I couldn't get a professional license but I could be a steward and I kept on and on and on and uh, eventually the one boy says oh with my man down we'll let you come with us like and uh, that was the CP work that I got into and uh, I did that for a few a number of years went from 17 to 20 23 I think I did that and went up through the the ranks so to speak with the team that i was working with got all my qualifications worked with some big names sports figures artists footballers um musicians close, close protection close protection work yeah
0: so from the doors to close protection
1: yeah yeah we did a bit of stewarding like uh line uh organizing and taking care of the queues and people who wanted one thing and another and then obviously the same in any career, you work your way up. And but uh, yeah, so we did that, and I worked with a number of people. Um, that was brilliant. But the same as everything, things change. New faces come on board, younger stock if you like comes on, and the magic and the 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 stuff that you used to enjoy just don't interest you no more. Does it? The same as everything in life, I suppose it starts getting a bit stagnant. I'll be coming out at 22, uh, carried on going in that career until Nicola, we started trying for Lily, my second daughter, and then I decided it was time to knock that on the head because really it's a single man's job. At the level I was getting at it was either stay where you am, which I'd do very well, or move away from it because as a dad you can't really progress because you're away for weeks and is it no dangerous job
2: like. as well i can imagine all you uh, get
1: moments or is it yeah it's more like glorified body uh, babysitting 90 percent of the time you got not know what you're doing obviously um but it's minding it's like you know if you're going to a nightclub you're not thinking are they going to get shot straight away it's more if you're with a model you don't want to go in from one end of the nightclub to the other you need to know where the exits are where the toilet are is a massive one you won't believe it but you know what i mean it's the little it's more like you're managing their movements but keeping them safe at the same time who are some of the um, names i know you've mentioned to me over the years um, who you've worked with my fate like i've worked with people who i don't even wouldn't remember um all well done well in their own rights but like Calzaghe i work with joe Calzaghe was he like as a bloke oh, sound boxer fighting man you know, he's like one of your own, eh? When you're talking to a man like that, eh, he's just on on the level, nice gentleman. Uh, yeah, he was just easy to work with, nice bloke. Uh, worked with Evander Holyfield. Um, the sports got the best side of him, I think, when you actually yeah. talk to him, as we all know. Such a shame, isn't
0: it, yeah. when you have a legend like he's on about making a comeback at 56 and
2: yeah, you know, um, he
1: can't even say his own name. he has
2: got to be money, hasn't it? At that but point, it is.
1: I was I was young when I met when I met him, so it was really more starstruck than anything else. Yeah, um, but yeah, he was a nice guy. Uh, a lot of entourage with them Americans. Mm. Like you got the one guy who's surrounded by his own people, so you struggle to get any. And the Americans are here, aren't they? Yeah, they're at you straight away, so you struggle to talk with them. Um, footballers, as everybody who knows me knows. The old England team could walk in and I wouldn't know it was. <laughs> but apparently not. That's all of us in this room. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, Peter Crouch, we worked with him. Number number of footballers, apparently. But to be honest, some guys who I met in the trade, it was all about the who they've worked with, who they've worked for. It was all about the bravado and all this, that and the other. I'll be brutally honest, I did it to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was it. I, I did it and I did it well. I studied the job. I got it done, and I just wanted pain at the end of the end of the job, and that's what I think. Why I did so well so quick in that field, really, because I were not flabbergasted by your car or the watch you was wearing or anything else.
0: Well, you're a real man,
1: aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, you just want to get paid, don't you? Do my job to the best of my ability and pay me. For you know, an honest day's work's worth, an honest day's pain, and that's what I wanted, so.
0: When you said, like, when, I remember when we were talking in your, in your barbers, you were saying about one of your favourite ones, and it really surprised me, because the media portrays him as being a gobshite. Yeah. Do you remember who we were on about? Kate Price and, oh, brilliant. Um, and uh, Peter Andre. Fantastic.
1: Now, Peter Andre seems like a knife blow, but... Um, he seems fake, don't he? Fake. And Mate, uh, one of the most genuine, nicest, human beings I've ever met in my life. Genuinely, what you see is the real thing, bud. He is an absolute star. We got a team of about 15 lads on that day, and he refused to leave. Most people who he worked for, well, I've got minders, blah, 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 I'm giving they get in the car and they go. But uh, he wouldn't leave until he thanked every single lad that was from the young stock who barely knew where his shoes was to the old... Old boys who was an old old hand at the job, like you know, and he thanked them dearly. They did a fantastic job, brilliant. Katie Price, business. If you want to learn about business, watch that woman. Cause she has got it weighed, sewed up, in a bag and put in a drawer. She just she knows the game. She knows what game she's playing. All these people are going, Oh fake fucking this, oh you know, she ain't doing this, she ain't doing that. She's selling you exactly what you're buying mm-hmm. and she's selling it. And you're buying it, so <laughs> who's the idiot? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. And she's made a very, very good living, out not we Because I
0: remember you saying to me as well, but just the subject a little bit, but still on the same thing. When you were saying like hey, some of the young stock, they want to... because I'm, I'm a I'm a dorm and I'm a and I tried to bully the way through it. And one day you're um, you're wearing normal clothes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want yeah. to tell that story? Yeah, it was when uh, JLS first come through the X Factor because that's where a lot of our work come from was uh, Psycho, Psycho label, which is Simon Gale's label. Um, We was on, I was looking after that job, and uh, because we was like floating in and out, talking to different people, one thing and another, our thing was all our boys had to be in blacks, and um, all cracking lads, brilliant boys, 90% of them, sometimes you had lads coming from different walks of life, people who would help you out, weren't really on your team, and um I couldn't always remember this one chap, not saying no names, but uh he looked a little bit of in enhancement in the gym, shall mm-hmm. we say. He was quite a lump. And uh There's only so much protein pair Well, handle. there you go, you know. A man can't <laughs> eat that much chicken, that's fucking fascinating. <laughs> you know. Um and I see him like pushing not pushing people about, but we all know what I'm talking about yeah. when you're like using your uh presence to make yeah. other people feel uncomfortable so i've a pro- i've gone to go into the venue and he's actually put his hand on me not knowing who i am so therefore in his eyes that's either a member of the public a member of somebody else's team a member of the because we was in like a precinct type thing at the time up in london um it could have been anybody you know and the big thing let's face it in this day and age if you put your hand on anybody you there's a good chance you might be having some porridge you know i mean yeah. Um, and luckily for him it was just me which then stopped him ever working for us again like so um, but yeah and that type of thing was never nothing that i know the team that i worked with was ever about you know what i mean we was about taking care of people not bullying people
0: well a good doorman's like a good referee mm. you, a good one you don't know there
1: that's it well the, the, the let the night
0: is... or the boxing match go on and let it run seamlessly a bad that's referee it. it's all about me a bad doorman You've had one too many and he's put his hands on you and that starts the fight, doesn't he?
1: Yeah. And what we tried to veer away from on our team, um, the old boys, like the the ones who I first got into it with, who I love dearly, um, they weren't about that. They weren't really... A couple of them was old school doormen. the boys who you're talking about, like the boys who you'd have one guy on a club. Everybody in the club knew him. He kind of sat on his stool and had a glass of water and because he was kind of they respected him, they didn't fear him. He was yeah. like, Oh, Big John is in here now. Yeah. We ain't messing about. They was the boys that I started with, but these new we kind of tried to veer away from this new age dorm and this full of gear and you know, got a bit of tandem and misses and all the rest of it. <laughs> what bright white teeth and a shirt that it would fit the little brother and all the rest of it. Um because that's like the main job that we used to try and do and what I tried to do, studying the job, was you diffuse the situation. Yeah. You know, you diffused it before it becomes something. And that's, that's the only way that you would become good in that line of work. The only way. Because the, the thing that I used to say to people, you knew them straight away, you'd meet the geezer and you'd be going, oh yeah, you know, I've, I knock 17 out there, and I, well, I don't need you on my team. Because if you can't fix a problem without knocking him mm. out, you're the wrong man for the job. Mm. And that's as simple as that. I would promise a man the earth... I said, I can get you to meet these, no problem, I'll get you some, sort, blah, 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 blah. I know it probably sounds terrible, but once my principal's in the car, he's no longer my problem, I've diffused that situation. Once my principal's gone, and I'm in my vehicle, I've then been able to do all that, without any altercation, Yeah. you know, and that's the way we was brought up to do the job. Um, And you would do, like, you know, uh, I forget the word what you use now, prevention rather yeah. than cure yeah. that, that's what we wanted you know it's never good to have a team of our oh, same minders however you want to portray it as rolling about the floor in the mud yeah it, it just it looks terrible it and makes nobody your will look employ, employ you. yeah, it, makes it you... just looks horrendous yeah. it's terrible we had a few we've had a few over the years like when I was in it you know where you had no choice but to become physical with them but to be honest there was few and far between few and far between because your greatest tools, your mouth and your brain, mm. and if you can put them both together, there ain't really a lot you can't get yourself out of. You know, if you use them correctly. You, you ever watch that
0: movie "Clubbed" about Jeff Thompson, and the Doorman's on, and he says, uh, "A man on a drum can scare away uh, an army of three hundred if he knows how to play the drum right." That's correct. Because just play it loud and play convincing, and they'll lit.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And that is exactly the same. Like, we had the big guys Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm as fat as I've ever been in my life now, but when I was in that, I was, like, ten and a half stone. You know what I mean? So I had to use my head and my mouth because I didn't have the... You know, you had to be convincing and know your shit, if you know what I mean, because you, you couldn't... presence as a guy. Yeah, it, like, yeah, that's yeah. it. And the only way to have that presence was to understand what you're doing and use your mouth and use your brain. And, you know, you'll move that guy two here, or you'll you can see if you've got somebody who's coming through and they're in a wheelchair or they're elderly or something. Go and get them a chair. Go and give them a bit of space. Move some around. Or you know, if you if if you know that you're going into a nightclub with a principal, you know, if the, if you can see that people are looking, but you know that them people, if there's five there and they're really looking, and they want to have a look. Well, in three, two hours' time, they're going to be wankered Yeah. So then we're going to escalate some of it. So while they're sober. Oh, come on up. Then I'd bring them over, let them have the meet and greet, mm. they go off and yeah, have a brilliant under. night then. They've already had it. If I take them to three o'clock in the morning, and they floor flooring all over themselves, then we've got a situation, you know what I mean? So you just got to use your head. and uh, uh, That's why the big meathead was never for for our job, like, you know, the the big there's some big guys in the job who are very good, don't get me wrong, and you need them. Mm. You know, if you look at half these American body guys, Jesus Christ, they come from dinosaurs, there, they're they not men, they're <laughs> You know, but um, you know, the smaller the principal, the bigger the the minder. It's just impressive on the front of the paper. But yeah. I mean, if you look at most um, MPs, let's not get into that kind of stuff. But <laughs> if you look at them kind of people, you never see their minders because yeah. they're shadows. You know, the grey men—that's what they're called. You shouldn't be able to see them. Margaret Thatcher's minder was one of the most notorious minders. Now. But nobody, very rarely, could anybody ever spot like, her. Yeah.
2: I wouldn't even. Yeah, and she see was a female. A she nobody was Never seen of
1: her. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was one of the most photographed people mm. of that of that time, mm. and very few people could pick her out. like. Mm. She was incredible, and that was the side that interested me. It was the, it was the monotonous side of it. You know, can you get from A to B without upsetting anybody, but still keeping everybody safe? Mm. And that that was the big thing. The big shadow man was never uh, something that. Anybody in our team really inspired to be really? That was uh, so. That when, was. So, once you come away from this?
0: Yeah, and you went. To, obviously, you had your second born, and yeah, what did you fall into then? Because oh. it's got to be odd. I mean, you did the right thing, being a daddy and a husband and all this. Yeah. but then you still think, well, it's still nice to have that bit of credit and meeting, you know, Jordan and Peter Andre. Yeah, and then. What did you go into then, Have to take a step back?
1: Yeah, well, lines? I went into an iron foundry, believe it or not, and that was a, a super, uh, not down by any means, but, like, you know, it's a change, a massive yeah. change. And that's why with the minding, I rarely talk about it now, because it's, it, it's a past life, you know what I mean? It was brilliant, it was great. Uh, but it was then, and and that's that. I see very few of the lads. see them now and again, but I see very few of them. But, yeah, I went into... Uh, an iron foundry down in Lye. Uh it was good some cracking lads there. I still see a few lads coming to the shop now um, and we had just as much crack you know what I mean because there was good boys covered in shit working a night shift everybody's tired nobody really wanted to be there but the wages was good because you was working through the night so you know you sung your way through we used to call it the green mile man it was a shit hole <laughs> <laughs> uh, but real bloke it's a uh, shit job oh, of real it's a, it's a proper black country man's job any yeah. you know.
2: It's getting few and far between now. Oh, is, they, they are,
1: yeah. But they are. If you... There's, they've got a foundry up at uh, Black Country Museum, mm-hmm. and I promise you it's still the same. It's still the same. They're still on the back of the cut, because that's where they used to get the water from back in the day, but they're still put on the back of the cut. Now, the one on the loy is the back of the canal. Uh, the one in Brockma's on the back of the canal. Um, yeah, it was just... No, sorry, yeah. No, it was the train line, the side of Lloyd, because that's how they used to transport theirs. And the one I on Brockma's on the canal to transport theirs. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was good. It was really good. I, I did enjoy it there, you know, but it was only ever gonna be a period of time for me in, in that kind of work, because it was good for, I think, how long was I there? Lily was born while I was there, so I was probably there a year and a half maybe you lose time don't you I yeah. don't know uh, I was there for about a year and a half maybe um and then they made us redundant because we was like a skeleton crew and in a foundry that's basically you getting on top of what the day shift couldn't finish off you know what I mean yeah. uh, it was only a small group of lads cracking cracking bunch of bunch of lads like you know it was the odd knob at about but there always, there, every- there always is. Isn't there always is, and they just give especially every- when I'm in the is, room. Is everybody else somebody to talk about? No, Though, face it, you know. Uh, I think they actually employ that dickhead <laughs> yeah. just,
2: just to keep everybody else occupied. That's
1: it. Um, co- it. A common enemy. That's it. But keep as a rule,
2: stopping them moaning about the bosses. Then.
1: Yeah. That's it. Uh. But as a rule, they were uh, a cracking bunch of lads. But we got med, uh, like I say, we got med redundant um, from there. And then we were, then I went from there and doing a bit here and there. I think I went to a couple of garages and painted a floor and, I don't know, done some rubbish jobs or, you know, just, I had a period where I was like here, there and everywhere trying to make a bit, do a bit. Um, that was only for a month or so. Um, and then I, I got into the horses then. Always been into my horses. Um, I went to. Uh, how did I come about it? I think it was just advertised, I think. Um, and I went up and it was just a yard job, you know, cleaning the stables and looking after the horses there. Um, and I went up and uh, it was in Bridge North. And uh, they offered me the job and I did that. Again, even lower pay. Um, Bro, I kind of think sometimes, don't you?
2: for a peace of mind
1: you've got to take the less money sometimes yeah. you know
2: what I mean I'd imagine less pressure as well oh, pressure.
1: and you're doing what you want to do and you? mm. you're waking up and you know there's nothing worse in the world when you and I've done the jobs when I was even younger like in a factory or a warehouse where you just you don't know anybody there and it's shit and the money's shit and the mm. is shit and oh you know you get to Sunday night and your stomach starts giving over because mm. it's like a maths exam's coming and you just think oh, I don't want to live my life like this and um, and that's what I did so I just vowed never to do the stomach churning thing again. I just, if I don't want to do it, I don't do it.
0: Because like with the horses and everything, I've, you come up with a lovely expression. And you're saying like, when I say, I uh, and break my horse in, you said, I don't break them, yeah, yeah. I fix them. Yeah, yeah. That's such a lovely expression.
1: Yeah, well, that's the horse game, innit? it? Unfortunately, anything that can be uh, exploited will be exploited at times, you know what I mean? And good many we've had seen, uh, a fella that i used to work for and with sometimes he used to fix them um and then i went on to doing a bit of harness work myself and had a few in for clients and broke them to harness and stuff um but yeah there's a good many men around the world and around not too far away that uh yeah not my way of doing things but it's their way so
0: she was trying to explain to me about horses because
1: i know as much about
0: football as I know about horses, <laughs> and you are saying they're, they're naturally fingers to run. You saying- oh
1: yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a flight animal, isn't it? At the end of the day, I mean, I won't want to bore you about horses because I could talk to you about horses, all day long. But um, yeah, they're, they're a flight animal, aren't they? So, you know, they don't need you for any. Any animal on the play on the planet, all they want to do is eat and reproduce, and they don't need you for either because the food comes <laughs> out the floor and the other we don't want to get into but uh you know going into the psychology of an horse look what I learned from them people who I went to work with were great and what they taught me was impeccable really just normal horse people you know who have been around horses for a long time and studied them in the sense of just owning them and you're watching them and you're watching them in the field and you have the problems come your way um you just got to be a student to life here sometimes mm-hmm. and um yeah, and they are a flight animal, so if you got a creature that's designed to run away, because the brain of an horse is the same as a deer or a sheep or a cow, if you walk up to a sheep, it don't go, right, mate, how's it going, you know what I mean? It tends to piss off the opposite way, because it don't need you for nothing. And the same with an horse, until we get them into the the safe, they you know, they want to be with you kind of thing. So if you've got a young horse and you you get somebody who's trying to break it roughly, or trying to be a bit heavy-handed and, you know, you put a piece of strap around his face, put it in a concrete room, you're stable, and you shut the door. Well, it's going to shit itself and it can't go anywhere, you know what I mean? And if you're nervous, even more so, and nine times out of ten, a fellow who's got to use force to do something is because he knows he can't do it any other way. So he's nervous as well. Um, we'll always end up in a, in a mess.
0: So. What's that lovely saying you said the other day, from the rain to the brain?
1: Down the rain into the brain yeah, it's uh, the only expression I can give you for that one is if you've got one of my children you're stood on a road there's no vehicles anywhere in sight but if you can imagine you hold the child's hand and go oh shit the child will naturally look at you and go what's the matter and that's exactly the same as any any animal you know what I mean if you've got a if you panic the the animal will panic that animal's designed to run away yeah yeah it's just it just will it all it wants to get out if we put a piece of iron in his mouth and a strap around his head and a saddle on his back and then you go well i ain't really got a clue what i'm doing well the first thing that animal wants to do is piss off as far away from you as possible because you're gonna get it killed like you know in the psycho-, psycho psychology psychology of an horse's brain um it just wants to get out the way you know what i mean but that's saying you know, i mean I reflects so much like we've Boxing and everything. Yeah, yeah.
0: When you when you taking your lad and you say like, we're gonna go and do this today. If you sit down and go, how do you gonna get on, careful? honestly, I don't fancy our chances here. You've put your fear onto him. Yeah. And I see that so much with the parents. And I say, Ben, how are you feeling. I feel great. And his dad will come and go. I haven't slept all night. And you see the kid getting grayer and greyer. By the time he's got in there, yeah. All his nervous energy just taken over, and he flops. Yeah, so yeah, we're not that different, are we? Because we're not designed to rape, rob, and pillage to learn behaviour. Yeah, like our hands aren't designed for punching. No, they're designed for hanging off trees and picking up things. So we've had to be taught to fight, to
1: box, to do what's natural. Yeah, unless we're backed into a corner, then we survive. And that's it. Yeah, and yeah, it does add on to. It adds on to a lot of things in life, do it. That that sense down the rain into the brain, lucky like child you know mm. if you're nervous I always, that's the expression I give to people when I'm trying to not that I teach people anything but when I'm explaining to them about horses or they ask my opinion and like, and the same with a dog you know uh, a guy come in the shop the other day and he says oh I got this uh, I think it was a collie dog and uh, he says I have got this dog and we was down the pub and he, he's not very good with dogs anyway uh, he's dog and uh, but i seen this dog walking up the road so I've logged like, pulled him closer to me and wrapped my leg around him so he can't and I said well you've just told the dog that there's a threat Mm. you know what I mean you have to be you know it's the same with that thing with the child and if you just go across the road we go well we even look up and down the road but if you go oh shit she looks at you as if to go What's the matter? What's the matter? You've automatically put fear that there's, there's no reason for it to be there. Yeah. And rightly so. It's, it, it's with people, with creatures. We're all the same. We're, we're all animals. We've all got a brain and a heart and a nervous system the same way, you know what I mean? Um, but how many times have we done that to our kids? And a lot of times... And stopped. each other?
0: Yeah, we don't mean to, but like, oh, uh, yeah, we're going for an injection. <laughs> don't, it, it might hurt, it might hurt. It's like, It'll be fine. Yeah. Or you're frightened of birds and a bird... How many times accidentally we put out well, fears? You ears. think you're saying
2: the right thing sometimes, yeah. you know. You just but, you don't realise until you put it that simple because that's simple, isn't it? The yeah, way yeah. you put it until actually someone tells you that. Look, like, I think myself how many times I've gone to the kid. Are well, you going for an injection? Or, yeah. You know, you'll be alright. Making a big deal but You're making that worse. Yeah, arguing yeah. you'll be alright. Just it's, yeah. it's injection at the end of the day. I think so. if
1: we just uh, the way I try and be with. I mean, the worst thing in the world is tell somebody to be how to be a parent, innit? Yeah. But with my creatures, my horses, my dogs, and my kids, dare I say, you know, these things I'm going to come ain't they? Of you course. know, if I've got a dog, it's going to, I'm going to want it to go in the motor. I'm going to want it to go down the park for a walk. I'm going to want it to do these things. Instead of making a big deal of it, we just got to try and make it normal. Mm. Normal behaviour, the same with an horse. I'm going to want to break it. So we just let them see everything that we're gonna, back to, instead of trying to like, shield everything from everybody.
0: Back to crossing the road, we have to point out, if you do just skip across, you might get mowed down. Yeah. It's the education, without the fear say, danger is here, so we have to look to our left, our right and left again, That's but it. it's not putting that constant, oh my goodness, oh, yeah. it's education. This That's could it. happen, this is how we do it safely.
2: So you, do, you do it before you're in the middle of the road, basically.
0: Precisely.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Then after your horses, yeah. What got you, where, where did you go from there then? Because I know you still were your horses and your dogs. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I did the horses for a long time. Um, I did that. Uh, and then I got into doing my own horses on that yard. The lady that ran the yard, brilliant. She pretty much let me have my... As long as I did my work and did what needed doing on the yard, she kind of let me do my things. So she let me have all the horses in to break them in my own time, but let me use her facilities. Um, so I kind of built my own little thing that way was breaking horses for different people to harness and working with horses that are a bit troubled or got problems or broke in the wrong way so we had to fix them put them right. Um, and then uh, the horse job, if like you say, not many people who don't know about the horse job will know but like about six, seven years ago the horse job proper hit rock bottom. You know, the price of horses went all the way to the floor. Uh, and we all found it real difficult to make a living from it. So, uh, then I went back to school. So, to cut a long story short, we did the horses. We had a, met some great friends, did that. Uh, that wasn't working as well as it was a year previous. So, I went back to school. Well, I went back home, had a word with the missus and said, oh, I'm going to go back to school. and do something new and, and she's like nah, you can't do that just go to work and I'm like nah. we get go back to school see what we can do and I, I always fancied barbering to be honest um, so yeah the same day we had a bit of a not an argument but a discussion as you do as young parents going can we really afford to go to school you know um, so I jumped in my motor on a Wednesday dro- drove to Dudley College Dudley College says "Oh, we, we don't do it but West Brom College do so I drove to West Brom College and look as it, it, was the enrolling day there and I walked in and enrolled on a barbering course and the rest was history from them really. Luckily the guys that I worked for on the yard with the horses gave me free rein and allowed me to do my course. Um, I was allowed to twice a week go to college then go to the horses later and do my shift. They were fully supportive basically and let me do my thing um, and then about six months into my course uh, a gentleman that I knew for a long time um, said that I could go and work in his barbershop as like a well it's in a, a unisex hairdressers actually um, I went in there every Saturday uh, for a few months just washing hair sweeping up making cups of coffee all the rest of it you know going to know the customers And then he took me on um, as a trainee, and then I left the horses. It's hard when you're
0: going back as a bloke, you know. Sixteen yards. Sometimes you think this is what this is what's wrong with this generation, isn't it? They don't want to start sweeping up, doing a a granny rinse, making Bert a cup of coffee. Yeah. And it's even hard when you're a bloke.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? I think the the brutal honesty of it is. If you don't, you won't get to where you want to be, and that is so true. Plus, you've got a
2: family to feed. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there was guys in there who come in my shop now, you know, and uh, we laugh and joke about it now. But I can remember them coming in, going, "The fuck are you doing?" Saturday morning, you know. Mm. As uh, uh, we used to call them juniors, as a junior, but at twenty odd years old with two daughters mm. and missus and house, umpteen dogs and horses to keep on. Like, cheer dog and make this work. You know, so yeah, I was in there on Saturday mornings free of charge, sweeping up, making my relationships with the customers and, you know, washing old ladies hair, making cups of coffee, answering the phone.
2: Learning your
1: trade. Learning my trade from the bottom up. That's the
0: strength of character, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, the X Factor generation, I do two years of college and I want to be the MD, the master of it. And you're going, hang on Bert, you've got to learn how to work in that environment. Yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir, yes I'm doing it for nothing until you learn that trade, because information is the best gift we can have. And if you can pick someone's brain for nothing, learn all these tricks of the trade, and then pinch it, recycle it, upcycle it, and it becomes your ideas, Yeah. that's where we create beauty. And,
2: and you learn what, what they do wrong as well in the, in the process of that, and how oh, they yeah. do it right after. I
1: think from people you can learn what to do, and certainly you can learn what not to do. And that's and just the greatest lesson, is oh, it? Oh, it is, yeah. And, and that's where I, I think, when I was younger, maybe, but I've had some great mentors, you know, from the security work, them old boys, Preston, the Irish boys, Simon, Jerome, Gordy, Wad, Big Paul, you know, there was all older guys like my parents' age, yeah. and they were great mentors, you know, and they were, they'd let you fuck up, and then they'd go, well, you know, not too much, yeah. but we'll give you a little bit. The same in the horses, Charlie, Deleth, a number of people, that they, they were great mentors, they taught me a number of things, but... If all you're gonna do is keep talking, mm. if you talk, you can only say what you already know. Two
2: ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah, well there <laughs> you
1: go. And that yeah. is it, innit? You know. Um, and the same with Graham, who taught me to cut out Graham and Paul, uh, another two great friends of mine who, who taught me my craft that I use today. Um, you know, you've got to stand there and study them out. Mm. A big thing that I say to my brothers and a number of youngsters that come in the shop. If you want to be a professional boxer, mm. what the fuck are you doing on the golf course? Yeah, Because you're in the wrong place, aren't you? Mm. If you want to be a great barber, go and find a barber who's good at his job and follow him. If you want to be a good horseman, go and find a good horseman and study him. If you want to be a good minder, go and find a good minder and study him. But you have got to start looking after the car, as I did. You've got to start shoveling the shit out the stable, as I did. And you've got to sweep sweeping the floor, as I did, because there is no elevator, there is no quick... Nobody's going to go, oh, here's a shop. there's your clippers, you already know what you're doing. Crack on. It, it don't work. It and now did.
2: that you've found since you've, you've got your own place, the hard work just carries on.
1: Yeah, it yeah, it's graft, it? isn't
2: it? Yeah. Well, you
1: think, oh, I'm grafting now, I'm in college. No, mate. The graft mm, comes after, after when you've got your paper and then you go convince Kev, John, Paul, Steve and everybody else to give you their money for you to cut their okay. hair. Mm-hmm. No, mate, because he's been doing it for 40 years, I'd rather him. So then the graft starts again, you know what I mean? It's the same with the horses when you wanted to you oh, really want to get into that profession well professionally earn a living from breaking horses. Then you've got to convince somebody that you're good, not convince them, show your worth to that person that you can do that job right. And there's no other way than sweeping the shit off the floor. You've just got to I, one thing that I always use, mate, you don't become the king without sweeping the floor. Mm. You in any craft. I don't care if you're the best coach, the best barber, the best horseman, the best chippy, the best bricklayer, I guarantee all them boys at to start from the bottom looking up to somebody who they learnt the craft from. But yeah, the problem now, not, I don't want to knock the younger generation because I think they're brilliant. Some kids who come in my shop, honest, they're, they're an absolute credit to society. They're lovely, lovely boys. But I think at some point, somewhere, we've allowed them to go you ain't got to do that we'll do it this way easier yeah. and the truth is there ain't an easier yeah. it it ain't you can make things easy by doing the hard things and I know that sounds fucking ridiculous but it's right you've got to get up early Saturday morning be there before everybody else you've got to be in early Sunday morning and clean your shop make sure it's right for Monday morning for you making the money again you've got the big growth the big bricks that you're laying down the big stumbling blocks that you're going to come across is done when nobody's watching yeah. and that's the hard bit and that's what i find again not not trying to knock these youngsters because that's we need these youngsters to come up and carry on with whatever craft they want to do because they're the future yeah. in everything you know what i mean 15 year olds today i'm the future in 10 years time who's going to be building your houses doing your blood country. tests yeah. you know fixing your motors putting your tires on everything else you know i don't want to run these youngsters down but we have got into a mindset that, you ain't got to do the graph, we'll do it this way. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, it, it just don't work. You've just got to slog it from the bottom. I don't that way
2: as much now either, like you're going to school, or you have to be in some kind of education until you're 18, there's not many people now. Like at 16, when, when I left school, I went straight to work. There's, people don't do that mm. now, do they? No, no You no. don't have that. And ultimately, s- school and that type of learning is only for certain people.
1: Well, none of us learn. From school did we've all had our true education well, been, yeah. through, life. through life oh definitely
2: indeed.
1: definitely and you've got to continue to be a student of life in you and i think you to... forget that sometimes
2: oh definitely and i think we
1: all as grown men sat here now we all have to check ourselves in at times and go hang on a minute i need to there's someone to learn from this geezer here mm. i'm going to sit down and you may not sit there with a pen and paper but you can go fucking hell I yeah. like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that, and there's nothing wrong with that, is there? You yeah, know Well, what everyone's
2: I mean? done everything before you. At the end of the day, of oh, course. The,
1: you're, you're never gonna be the first to do it. Oh, good God, no. Um, and yeah, rightly so, you know. And but the big problem there, going back to like um, the kids not being able to work at 16. I don't want to get into the politics of things, but like, as a, as a, um me having my own place now, you try and make it legally. To bring a fifteen-year-old into sweep,
2: the floor, sweep the, old
1: the floor and work a Saturday morning because he goes well, or if you want to say you can't even do that now because now if you give a kid twenty quid he's got to pay stamp he's got to pay uh, national insurance you can go off sick and you have got to pay him for twelve months nobody's going to take that on when I was fourteen you worked up the butchers for old John that's right. for thirty quid no, in your hand. that's <laughs> it for thirty quid One pound, and if ten, you yeah. don't turn up mate. He'd bollock the life out of you. Yeah. yeah. He'd absolutely... He'd be Ultimately, it's his Tears it's in your eyes, yeah. But, I mean, if you did that to a 15-year-old now, oh, man, they'd string you up. Yeah. He used to send me up the shop from Walter Smith's in Briley Hill. He used to go up the shop up the road and fetch him 60 B&H gold. Yeah. I was, like, 14, 15. Now, if... It, You'd have to send him out with a, a group of minders with an ivy's vest eye yeah. for right? <laughs> All vest. Yeah, we used to wash <laughs> knives. We'd gone for we got run over. Yeah, you know. <laughs> We'd be done. Uh, another gentleman I, I used to do work for when I was like 13, 14, friends of mine, they owned sh- uh, he, their dad owned a, a shed factory. And we used to get down and dip the fence panels, you know, and he'd give you 10 or 15 quid.
2: Mm. You can't do that with mm. a kid now.
0: And in it wrong. You Like, yeah, I remember
2: being on the building sites, playing around in JCBs when I was a kid and yeah. things but like that. But kids aren't and learning. Hand when hand
0: you you're doing that money, you know it was dangerous whatever. But that was your ten pound. Yeah, yeah. Like nowadays we're saying, I don't know if it's last week or the week before, saying kids aren't allowed to have pocket money to take it, like the, the pound. And you'd have to work out, I can either have some chips or a donut. So you'd have to work out how much your mum or your dad would give you. And you'd have to figure out what you could buy. I could have some space for as a chomp, or I could yeah. have my dinner now that it's all on thumbprint So it's yeah. like we're teaching our kids to have credit cards, mm. don't worry, just put it on tick, and mommy and daddy will pay it off yeah. instead of going, Well, that pound is going to last me all day.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do admire people who I had to think that way, you know what I mean, but. It's a of skill, isn't it? It it taught us ever so much, Dave. You know what I mean? I mean, I couldn't underline, read, rub out, or draw a straight line when I was a kid. You know what I mean? At school. You
2: knew how to work, and that's why you know. That's it. My
1: reading and writing has never been a great strength for mine. It's still horrendous now. But that's why we phone without text. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Exactly true. You know, but um, I I can still learn. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's the big thing now. And I think that a lot of kids. Younguns, you know, without going into the educational thing, which we all know that I have a great uh, thing about. Um, if they can't do it a certain way, they're just labelled as, oh well, you ain't no good, yeah. you know. And ain't there a lot of bollocks? What, yeah. what, a load of shit to teach a kid who's, you know, if a kid's brilliant at painting pictures. Why are you telling me shit? Yeah. Yeah. You know, if that kid loves music and can hear things so that, that you can't hear, so and that taking that
2: famous, in? famous saying, you can't, you won't call a dolphin stupid because it can't climb a tree.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and it's very true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very true. You know, yeah. Margaret, a thing I use because I talk to a lot of youngsters and I want them all to believe in themselves because I truly believe that they are all fantastic and got their own. Abilities inside and whether they can read or write do algebra or dance or you know I've got one child that is absolutely incredible with a pen paper and book Which is as supple as a brick and I've got another one who's can't take it in because she's a boy, Mine's so busy and she's active and she's like I ain't got time to read a book You know, but you put music on for that kid and she's like a butterfly, mm. you know, which one's stupid. You know, mm. it depends who's taking the study, is yeah. If we're taking it from people who want us to work in factories, press the buttons, make sure that you're on time, can work a computer a just enough morning. to get it out, <laughs> or is it the woman who owns a dance studio and says, that kid's got something? Mm. Which one's wrong? I don't know. Just because two people are the, are the total opposites, it don't mean either of them are wrong, wrong. you know yeah. what I mean? And I think we have to be careful. Very much so with children like my children's age, which is the only thing I can go on because mm. they're the ones that are around me the most. I couldn't tell you how different they are. They're just total opposite ends of the spectrum, like, you know, it's just totally different creatures altogether. Still, but, uh, both wonderful. Oh incredible. You know in I mean? their own in their own ways, you know what I mean? They're they're brilliant.
0: Don't pull us back onto your journey. So you you're working there sweeping. Yeah. Then tell me the next journey like so you started working for someone.
1: Yeah, um, so I went to Graham's, uh, worked there. He he taught him and Paul and Tracy taught taught me my craft. Really, you do your college, but you learn on the shop floor, don't you? Mm-hmm. Uh, did all my big mistakes there, like the clipper head coming off the clippers and <laughs> holding somebody in the back of the head, and all the rest of that stuff. And they, you know, taught me how to be around people and the correct manner to have and stuff like that. Um, And then I slowly built my own uh, clientele base up, small clientele base up, um, and then kind of started running on my own and got my own chair in the shop. And, you know, people was comfortable coming to me and sitting in my chair and having their hair cut and one thing and another. Um, But I did say, when I first went to college, um, before I even worked in that shop, I'm having my own place. You know, it was never a, a question of, if I get my own place, that was never gonna be the case. It was always, when I get my own place, I'm gonna do this and one thing and another. Um, So I was comfortable, I was doing my work, I was happy with my work. Customers, I was getting good feedback from my customers and then I just thought, I'm gonna try and have a crack on it on my own. Um, A number of things happened in and out of the shop, uh, personal things, and uh, I decided I'm just gonna have a crack at it. So I was looking at different places um, to have my own little spot, to have my own place. And a f- another friend of mine who's been another great mentor, only for a small period of time, but a massive impact. Um, he owned a little bit of land down on a trading estate where he'd got a calf and there was a pat- patch of land on the side of his. And he says, why don't you just put a container on here? And I was like, you can't have a barbers the side of a calf on the outside of a." A trading estate. And he says, Well, why? And I was like, Yeah, why? why not? You know, there's people around, it's a trading estate, plenty of people there. Um, so we did, and he grew an old container in in his yard, uh, like a little porter cabin um, office type thing, three windows. I forget how big it was now, probably. I think it was. The smaller, than ten- my box of ring wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I think it was 10 foot long by four-and-a-half foot wide, maybe, five foot wide, something like that. Um, we plumbed the sink in, um, painted it grey, put a piece of lino in, stuck some stickers on the wall for a barber chair in, and uh, opened for business, and that's where it started. And I hadn't, we hadn't got a, a, a pot to piss in, genuinely. There was no secret stash or, we'll be all right, got this put, put away. Uh, it's actually on the wall of the shop isn't it, 113 pounds and thirteen pound and four pence. it's painted on the wall of the shop now. Yeah. That's what I've got in my pocket Monday morning when I open the, the cabin. Um, and yeah, we just run with it, with butterflies in your stomach, shitting yourself in case you can't pay the house rent and the rent for the cabin and the bit of the ground rent that I give to my pal, uh, which you do expect but you've got to pay your way, you know. Um, and uh, it's just gone from strength to strength from there really. Um, and then we was there for, I lose track of time, for a small period of time, six months maybe, maybe a little bit longer. Um, and then the shop that I'm in now, come up for rent, uh, which is, I don't know, 15 houses away from where I live. He um, phoned me up, i have been after the shop for a while, kept pestering him, you know, like I said earlier, if you want something keep chipping away, keep chipping away. When it, you know, not trying to go off it, but like the worst thing about not being able to have something is that option coming your way and not being prepared for it. You know what I mean? So I made sure I'm ready. I kept on at him, I'll have it, I'll have it, I'll have it. Uh, I don't know how I was going to have it or get the money together to have it, but I said, I'll have it. Um, And one day we was in the cabin coming up to winter time um, and I had a phone call. Off of my me missus, like it says. The gaffer's just been. I call him the gaffer, the, ma- the landlord of the shop. Had been down the house and said, "Can you ask Ben to ring me when he gets back?" And I went straight up the shop and seen him, and he says, uh, "The shops are available." And virtually without looking, like you know, I shook the man's hand and uh, we we took it off um, But it was it, it worn in the prettiest of conditions when I got it. Um, but my team, as I call them, they all know who they are just helped me out endlessly tirelessly with all my stupid ideas and late nights and early mornings painting and building things in the shop because i never do anything straightforward it's always got to be a bit weird and quirky um and yeah and then we built r&l the shop that we're in now and uh, it's still young still uh, still a one one chair shop just just me running it now um but yeah we've come strength to strength and only just over a year on my own, and we've gone from the cabin, going on my own in the cabin with one chair, three waiting seats, that's all we've got. And now we've got the shop. Um, nice big shop, pool table, um, kids' play area, uh, plenty waiting area, TVs, radios, all the rest of it. But you're a man and of the, the
0: building. people, are you? Because you realise they, they're not only going to have for a haircut, but if the babbies are happy, they can play a game of pool, or the Littons have their little play area. The family's happy. And if you can keep on side with the family, they'll keep coming back.
1: Oh, you win, innit? it? Yeah, if you can keep that little whippersnapper with a smile on his face so your mum and dad can actually sit there and have ten minutes with that. You know, the shop as well isn't one of them places, and I've worked in them and been in them where the mum and dad's, keep quiet, keep quiet. Mm. More shop, ain't eh, that shop? You walk in and let the kid go. You know, the stair gate's everywhere. Can't get anywhere to hurt yourself. You know, don't send the kid in and then get to the pub like, <laughs> you know eating, yeah
2: right? they, you know they but can come be entertained in.
1: it's lovely now because like you got a handful of kids off the estate and they're walking in from walk up the road from school and you can see them running up the road to get in the shop to get a sweet before the mom comes past to cuss them because they know if they come in the shop they're going to be able to going, all right ben all right ben and i've got a drawer on my desk and they know which drawers the ones the sweets in and i say go on quick get a sweet before your mom comes up and they get a sweet. <laughs> And they get to eat it as they're going up the road before they have the tea, so the mother calls him, you know. And I'll probably get hung for doing that. But <laughs>
2: That's <fine>. how,
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> how old school. But what a journey you've had
0: from this lad who left with virtually no education, you know, no qualifications, to going on the doors, to close protection, to the horses, to the dogs, to working as a sweeper-up, to own your own business. And this is what I want to tell people. Just enjoy the ride of life. It's not the destination. We sp- we spend very small parts on the destination. Yeah. We have our whole life on the journey. And if it's not feeling right, try it. Try something else. If that's not right, try something else. And if you're blessed, then settle mm. until it's no longer fun.
1: I think just progress. Though. If anybody ever said to me, and we only learn this through moving on and making mistakes and doing things that you not shouldn't be doing, but I worked for you. That's that's learning, isn't that's yeah. life.
2: I think also, uh, the uh, you've, got to, you've got to acknowledge the hard work you put in, but also the people and the mentors that you've found. Oh,
1: the, the company that you keep is the most valuable thing that you will ever do, and I'll say that to every, I don't care if you're a millionaire, if your mom and dad were give you everything, you had Bentleys when you were 17, and you've been brought up in a night bedroom house, if you surround yourself with arseholes, you ain't gonna get nowhere fast. And it is that simple. The company you keep is absolutely paramount to your future. And I truly, truly believe that, 100 million percent. I don't care if you've been to Harvard, I don't care if you're a billionaire, if you've got dickheads around you 24 seven, it's- It's gonna bring you to that. Yeah, it's just, it's law of physics, and it just, you can't get away from it. It will be, if you put that in front of yourself all the time, you will slowly become about, yourself um, doing them things. If you put yourself around people who are successful in their own rights, and I don't always talk success as in money because money makes the world go round, but I think success is a lot bigger thing than financial gain. I mean, people who are truly content in what they do day in, day out. Yeah, no
2: matter what the money Yeah,
1: is. I really do think that's where you thrive, that's where you grow. That's where the growth is when you, when you find them people. And you've got to be happy to go and sometimes you, ha- you have got to get rid of people and mm-hmm. it might be a lad who you grew up with for 20 years, it might be your best mate, God forbid, it might be a family member, it might sometimes even be your wife or your husband or whoever it may be, mm-hmm. but you cannot spend your whole life with people who are just negative and pulling you back and going in a different direction and that's why I say that saying, if you want to be a boxer, what are you doing in the, on the golf range? You know, if you want to be successful, why am you messing with bums? Why am you, why am you around people who go to teach you nothing? It's just pointless to me. And I think that's the perfect way of ending our show today.
0: So I'm just going to leave um, Ben to say one of his famous quotes that he always says to me every time I talk to him. Stay safe and be lucky. So until next week, gang, t-ra-ra-bit. Listen, a bit. And that's a wrap for another show. But if there are any comments or messages that you would like us to read out for our next podcast, please be in touch. There are also lots of different organisations at the bottom of this page. And hopefully they can help you or someone you care about. Please share this to spread the word. Until we talk next time, ta Listen, listen, listen.